Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend. So that story that came out about the WWE being sold to uh, a Saudi Arabian group, mm-hmm. was that BS? I don't know. That guy took the tweet down. Well, Ariel Hawani says that it's not so fast, my friend. So what's going to happen? I, I was hoping I, you would know. I don't. I, no, I, I was going to just go back. Go, there's got to be a conversation to be had here because everybody's making a big deal. I get a lot of questions about wrestling now, and people don't believe me. They don't believe me. I, say, I tell them, I go, I don't watch wrestling now. Like and new wrestling. I don't watch new wrestling. I will watch. I will turn on WWE, the, 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 the section on Peacock, and I will watch like old Mid-South Wrestling or AWA or like WCC World Class, something like that, from the Sportatorium. I will not really get it. Or like, of course, like old, like the 92 Rumble and, and SummerSlam and stuff like that. I do not watch Monday Night Raw every Monday or what was last night, Wednesday. I, I kind of can stay up to date with them because I listen to some of the podcasts because some of them are just entertaining to me and I like the history of it and stuff like that. But I'm not up to date on current wrestling. So people are like, this wrestling sucks or that wrestling sucks. And I'm like, I'm really, I don't know. There's times where I see it and I go, I think this is stupid. Uh, but I see it with both. I see it with with the AEW, and I see it with with WWE as well. And then I see stuff, and I go, "Hey, that's some that's some pretty good stuff." Like that uh, that MJF guy. Yeah, I wish he could do it without cussing. He's the champ like, right now, though. Yeah, but I wish he could do it without cussing because I think he's like I think it's a cheat code. Like, what could the four horse? What could what kind of promo could Arn Anderson lay if he could say the f word back in the day? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a little bit of a cheat code with him. But other than that, I'm like, okay, this is good stuff. Um, the um, the FTR, those guys who used yeah. to be the Revival, oh, those guys are let good. me tell you a story about them. So that's the guy that you worked out with at that gym. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so that same day, my so it was this time last year. My kids, 
10th birthday. Uh, they came to town. Our buddy over there got me front row amazing tickets this was for at me and the boys. CSU or the Q? Yeah, cool. at CSU. Um, amazing tickets where, like, we set by families. I set by that Jungle Boy. He's his family's. It's Luke Perry's son. So the family <laughs> came up from Mansfield or wherever they're That's from. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then Wardlow, who's from Cleveland, <laughs> oh, um, like Jungle his Boy, family. Yeah. Jack Perry. Jack Perry. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wardlow's family was on the other side. It was amazing. Anyway, the boys have a great time. So they, the Wednesday show's live. The Thursday show, or I'm sorry, the Friday show is taped. And it doesn't start until like 11 o'clock at night. So somehow school got canceled because it was too cold or something. Mm. And the boys knew it. Like Caden got a text and he was like, we don't have school tomorrow. Can we stay? So we stay. Even though you have work. FTR. Yes. I was there until I didn't get home until one fifteen that night. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and then I was back down here at probably 530. Whoa. Um, it's my old gig. But, but mine was for wrestling. Well, I guess you guys both for use something too, just a different type. But you guys both <laughs> use something Colombian to get you going yeah, in the morning. That's well, nice. Well, and so the FTR guys are out, and whichever one's the bald one, I don't. One's named Dax, and the other one's named Chip. Uh, or something. I don't. I've only seen them a few times. But I know they're the good. bald one. I really like them. There's a guy behind us heckling, and he turns around and go and goes, "Shut up!" And Wyatt's like. They are in it. This is real. Everything is real to them right now. That's cool. Like, and why it's like, well, whatever. Like, he tries to be cocky. He's 10 years old. He's trying to talk. And he goes, the guy turns around and goes, he goes, if you don't shut up right now, I'm going to beat your dad to death. (laughs) And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. How was I dragged into this? If you're beating anyone, you're beating this little kid. Yeah, you gotta go get it first. But Wyatt started crying. (laughs) He was like, this is real. I've got my dad into some bleep right now. He was like, I want to go home. awesome. I want to go home. Can we get this dude to cameo your son? <laughs> well, he's, he's like, still, I'm still playing like, to When they come on and yeah. Wyatt turns 11 next week or two weeks, whatever, I don't know. He's one of the kids. And they, like, if they're on TV, so we don't watch it all the time like we used to. Mm-hmm. But if they're on TV, he's like, can we turn the channel? Axel wanted to watch. Um, he came up to me over the weekend and he wanted to watch something. And I go... For whatever reason, I go. I'm gonna watch wrestling with you, because I want you. I want him to watch the good stuff. Right. I want him to watch the stuff that's real, like the like quote the death unquote. Match. Yeah. yeah. Like, because there are some there are Nick some Gage. things. Do you want him to see Nick? No, Gage? I do not oh, want him God. to see guys cutting each other open from a hole to appetite with pizza cutters. We ain't down with that. No. But I uh, I will let him watch. Um, yeah, I don't care if, if uh, it's like SummerSlam 92 and Sister Sherry comes out with Shawn Michaels and she got them chaps on. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. Um, WrestleMania. I, my dad got me WrestleMania 9 when I was a kid. And I've told this story before. And I thought The Undertaker died. I thought Gorilla, uh, um, not Gorilla Monsoon, uh, Giant Gonzalez mm. killed The Undertaker. And um. The Undertaker came out from, from backstage again. He was resuscitated and came back out. Mm. Well, he the, the, the spirit... The darkness brought him back, and then he came and beat Giant Gonzalez. But like, no, I, I remember that the, when I thought it was the realist Abdullah the Butcher was oh my on God, yeah. was on uh, TBS was on WCW yeah. 
on TBS Probably back Saturday in the day. Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's what I watched at my yep. aunt's house. It Aunt Buzz's. I had the wrestling on, and they put the big X's over the screen, and there was blood. That's right. There was that's blood. Right. And the guy's name was Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, I'm sure it was against mankind. And I or, swear sorry, to God. Yeah, I yeah. swear to God, I was like, I can't believe how scary this dude is. I was probably like 10 years old. Or whatever, and I was like, I, I, I can't believe I scared. I'm, I'm watching. Like there was no chance I was not going to watch. Mm-hmm. But I remember having to like put my hands up. Like I shouldn't be watching this uh, because they had they. And at, at that time, WCW took it a little further, right? Well, WCW was like, like WWF was was like cartoon characters, yes. yeah, yeah, comic book for the fan guys. Like w, WCW was like Wildfire, Tommy Rich, they like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go beat this guy's ass and I'm gonna go have sex with your wife and there ain't gonna be nothing you can do like it was like supposed yeah to be I mean real. they had Sting Sting was their WWF character yeah yeah, yeah outside of, yeah. of Sting but he Sting was, was but even kids. him it was just face paint everything else that he said was not say your prayers take your vitamins like it was still real stuff coming out of his yeah mouth. I have to that's go true. back and watch then yeah, I don't that's remember true. and then Ric Flair was basically yep. Shooter McGavin before Shooter McGavin is basically how that worked right. Uh, and it was just, it was, cause I remember I would watch WWF and I would go to my grandma, two, separate sides of the family, by the way, uh, the opposite mm-hmm. side, mom's side, dad's side. And, um, I would go to my grandma's and my mom's side. I would go to my aunts and uncles on my dad's side and my aunt who was the, uh, by marriage, uh, my dad's brother, sister-in-law. Um, she was the, she was everything that you would, you would say a, woman of the 80s would be an older woman she was older than my uncle and it everything was very prim very proper i would have to take a bath and she would she would bring me out of the bath and she would clean under my fingernails like she would take out tweezers and clean under my fingernails and all this stuff like i had to be i had to be ready for church the next morning a serial killer would do to get you ready oh yeah i had to be ready for church the next morning for so we would go I would sit down, and it'd be Saturday night, and she would turn on. She'd be like, oh, turn this silly stuff off. And she would turn on WCW. Like, she, like I would be like, I would be like, hey, I got this wrestling tape. She goes, this is silly. You're not watching this. And she would put on, like, WCW. And it was, like, the real wrestler. Yeah, I, I mean, want to see real wrestling. He's going to watch real wrestling. I think back to those Friday and Saturday nights when my mom must have been getting plastered when she would drop me off at my aunt's house. Good. My aunt was watching my grandmother at the time. And... Uh, I just sat in that back room because I wanted nothing to do with what they were doing. And it was either cops. That was on Friday yeah, nights. Well, that was a family It was the wrestling. Point, yeah. Friday and Saturday nights had wrestling on, on USA, I think, and or TNT, TBS. And I remember the other thing I'd watch, WGN, Chicago Bulls games. This would be the dead of winter. Yeah. And the Bulls, I don't think, had won a championship yet. Probably not But it was then. just it Boy, was that was early. But it was, it was early. But I remember the Alan Parsons Project. And I remember yeah. asking adults, how can I get a cassette of the Alan Parsons Project? All because that was the open. Serious. Yeah, is what serious. Serious? Serious? Yeah, it's, it might be serious. But I think it's Serious by Alan Parsons Project is the name of that song. Yeah. It's and amazing. It, it was amazing. And I remember I had a boombox, and I made a warm-up tape. I had a way. I attached a boombox to another recorder, and I was like, people probably thought I was going to be an engineer at that point. Like, look at what he's doing. (laughs) I had a microphone set up. I could do play-by-play with background noise. I configured this boombox and this entire setup with TV recording so I could do play-by-play, and you could hear 
the be- I could uh, I could do a better job back then with this stuff than I could do now, technology wise. I'm really surprised to hear you this because every time your phone screener goes offline, <laughs> I have to stop what I'm doing and come over and get it back going. That's a good point. I want that old school technology, but I did, and I remember putting warm up tapes together, going out in my yard and having a mix of a bunch of different warm up songs, including Rocky theme songs right. and all that. And the Alan Parsons project and dribbling the ball in my stone driveway and having the ball skip off one of the protruding stones and into this little creek to the left. It was disgusting. I can smell it now. And all these different different smells. I mean, it smelled like septic. And, you know, back then, you had the septic tank outside. Who knows if that was running off the right way. And I would then dry the ball with a towel and then start spinning the ball out and start shooting again. Unbelievable. That was for years. That's unbelievable. Why? <laughs> Why just, is that? I, some of your memories are. Well, very, you just have so much time. Some of your memories time. are very wholesome. For as bad as you describe it back in the day, so some of your memories are very wholesome. That's a wholesome memory. It can't all be horrible. Um, but no, I can't, the, like the WWE, uh, Vince McMahon's coming back after the. Um, they said what to drive up the price? I guess to drive up the price of a sale. And did it work? Did the numbers oh, the go stock up already? price is going up? Yeah, which is so funny. But it's like, man, all they... people talked about was how how this 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 old Vince McMahon at one time an innovator was holding on, clutching for dear life. Go away, hand this over. Then he leaves, comes back, stock price goes up. Well, because they know it's going to sell, so they want to sell yeah, for a high price. Funny to me. That's the way they feel about it. But like. All I know is that everybody complains about the current product, or they complained about the current product with him in charge, and then his brother-in-law, Triple H, or brother-in-law, son-in-law, Triple H, got in charge of the product, and then everybody's like, oh my God, it's so much better. These last six months have been so much better than it's been in years at WWE, and now he's back, and people are thinking, well, he's either going to sell it... Mm -hmm. But that would just put what are they saying? A different company in charge the, of it. The market cap is for this. I mean, I saw billions. Oh yeah, is it that might true? Be, it might be worth five billion dollars. Oh my god! Because think about starting a family bid. Now, granted, a long time ago. Now, think about what you're buying. But think about starting that family business, yeah. and then it's worth think that about, much money. Think about what you're An buying. An entertainment business in your backyard. You're not just buying the name. I mean, you're buying the name, but you're mm. buying the history. Which means all the characters, like, like that's why they, they had their characters. And that's why they like copyrighted their characters. Because you're buying the characters. Like Disney, like Brenda Jackson didn't come in and become Snow White. They had Snow White. Yeah. And so like if Disney, like everybody's like, Disney will buy. We should do a, co- a competitor and then have a Brenda Jackson series. <laughs> a Brenda Jackson series. Like um, people thought that WWE would be bought by Disney and then there'd be a bunch of stone colds running yeah. around Disneyland. Which, if they wanted to buy Disney, and then you wanted to put Stone Cold and The Undertaker and Mankind and a whole bunch in the Disney World before we go down there, I will have a good time at Disney. Yeah, well, you will yeah. have saved me. Will if I that's get the to case. ride out on the carts that they had at WrestleMania three <laughs> to bring the guys to the ring? How that would they, be amazing. How do they yes. do that every year? That, that would be, be incredible. Um, but I, I think a lot of people are saying that Disney's not going to buy it. But you're thinking, okay, they they they're on uh, NBC Universal's pl- streaming platform, and then they're on Fox on on their network on Fridays. SmackDown's on Fridays oh. at eight. On you can watch it on Fox eight. Um, SmackDown's on Fridays at eight, and so they're like, well, could one of those two buy it? And then people are like, well, the same type of group that kind of owns Live Golf 
might buy mm-hmm. re- might buy WWE. And so it's like kind of like this, well, and it's like $5 billion because you're buying the, the TV rights. Then you're buying the whole package of everything because it's weird. They make more money now, but they sell less tickets than they ever have in their, in their, in their history. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Why do, do you think that is? Television rights, advertising, uh, television. I mean, it's the same thing as, as pro sports. It's just a, it's. It's just a scripted professional sport when you really think about it. I mean, it's just a giant television show. That's what that's what it's become now. And if you can make some money here and there on on tickets, then you'll make money here and there on tickets. I mean, wrestling, sporting events in general, it used to be all... Like, you look at stadiums. Stadiums, build them as big as you can, compact as many seats as you can, and get as many people in as you can possible, and get as much gate as you possibly can. Now it's all different. Now it's all charge-ups and corporate sponsorships and, mm-hmm. and clubs and things like that. You know, wrestling's the same thing. Boxing's the same thing. UFC's the same thing. I mean, it's all the same thing. NASCAR's trying to become the same thing. I know that seems like a perfect segue into the Kevin Harvick thing, but it's going to be interesting to see what the whole WWE thing goes because I think that, you know, I look at Vince McMahon as a terribly flawed individual. And... You know, I think it's a little bit, you know, I, I look into it. I don't know what's consensual, what's not with the uh, the things he's been accused of. So I, I hold I hold comment on a lot of that. But, I mean, I was raised on Vince McMahon and Jim Crockett wrestling. And so there's a lot of it. Like, wrestling as we know it, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't, I don't like, I, it was this thing where I was watching the other day. This is before it was even announced. I was watching a... God, who was he wrestling? It was from Monsoon Classic on Twitter. I was watching an old Butch Reed match. I remember Butch Reed. The natural Butch Reed. And Slick was his manager. And God, I forget who he was wrestling. Damn it. And the natural Butch Reed won like three minutes ago. People used to go and they believed in this. And people used to go... And like when when they had territories, they used to go to this and they'd have seats every... Friday night. They'd sit in the same seats every Friday night. Like it's church. Like it's church. And you're never going to see anything like that again. You never see anything like that. And I go, it's now it's gone from, it was a, it was a scripted sporting thing to now it's like, you got guys called it like an art form. I'm like, guys, I'm seeing a bunch of you dig out old light tubes out of dumpsters and hit each other with it. That's not art to me. That seems asinine. Like, I, like Axel, like I would like Axel to see wrestling, and I'm afraid to let. I hate to say this because I don't want any of the local promotions to get upset, but I am a little bit afraid to take them to see wrestling. Let's not because of how they're pushing the limits. Exactly. Like I don't like if I take him to see WWE, he is not. If he sees blood, he sees blood. It happens. But he is not going to see some idiot run and cut his artery under his arm and like really nearly die and there's nobody around with ambulances and right. things like that like he's not going to see that he's not going to see it spill out into the seats and all the other horror stories that we see but all these goofballs seem to really like it i'm like i do not want my 7 year old seeing that crap so if i take him and that breaks out i'm not going to be mad cuz it's my responsibility i'm just going to leave but you're not going to get there. Good, you know, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about it the next day. I'll talk, and I'm going to talk about it on the radio. So any one of the local places, like 
you put together a good wrestling show, I'm going to say, hey, I took my son there. We had a good time. That shouldn't take having to take it to that level. Right. But just to, to be entertaining. Because if that's the case, then you're not you're not well, good at was, what you're doing by itself. If you've got to dress it up, yeah, all the window dressing, exactly. to try to make it look so, outrageous. That was, yes. so that night that I told you about earlier, that show started with a ladder match for the TNT Championship. And it, I mean, 20-foot ladders, right? And that was the night I thought I was going to walk out of the arena and my boys were going to go, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Because that's what I wanted to do when they were yeah. I was that age. Well, we all be a professional through. wrestler, Did you right? ever go through the phase? Yeah. We, the and phase. me and my buddies, yeah. But, we but pretend I to wrestle that, all the time. And they walked out and they go, absolutely not. Did you see those maniacs jumping off of ladders onto each other? And as a parent, I was like, they did the perfect job because they sold that to my kids as although the the outcome was scripted the jumping off the ladder was real but it was also done in a manner that as an adult i go oh that was completely safe there was nothing too death defying about that like the way that they have people holding the ladders for them and the way certain areas in the arena that they fall so they're using are, caution right they are using there's an osha guy there you know it like has making to be. sure that it that yeah. it all goes well. Yeah, there's liability. And, and yeah, you're I know right. Such a thing as Owen Hart in the past. If we mean. go, if we go to the Elyria High School gym and they're doing that, and they and I see big ladders come out, I go, nope, we aren't staying. Exactly. For this I'm one. not like. In, I'll watch a horror movie. I don't want the horror movie in the middle of my living room. Right. Like I don't want to see that in real yeah. life. And I certainly don't. I, I'm I'm a grown man. I don't want to watch that in real life. Like, there was a time I was a local idiot, 17 years old. And- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Maybe I would have watched something like that, and maybe I would have liked something like that. But now I, I just don't. And plus, you think about it, it's like, all right, we're three grown men in this room. Would any of us do that for fifty bucks and a hot dog, or fifty bucks and a hand job? No, no, I'm not doing that. Now, if I was in the WWE and they were like, "Hey, we got this spot. We got a scaffold, and you're going to go up top. How much am I getting paid? Yeah. How much is this? How much is that? How much am I getting on merch?" Like there is like everybody's I hate to sound like Teddy Biasi here and sound so trite. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Yeah. If I'm making 
six figures and doing it, I think there's a difference. But I'm I'm old enough to see the tricks, and I've listened to enough of the old the old hands to know some of that stuff. And I I just do. I get nervous because I'm like, hey, that looks cool, and this looks cool, but I don't know if I want to take them. Plus, I will admit this. I think there are too many radio guys who want to get involved in pro wrestling, and it always comes out bad. Like, they always want to get into the wrestling world, and it's just always Isn't that kinda... Bubba the Love Sponge? Correct. Yeah, it's get... not your, it's not, and then it's like, dude, that's not your business. Get out. Not not your yeah. business, but their business is not our business. Mm. Stay out of their business. Because we always try to take it too far, and then one of us ends up suing them. And it's just stupid. Like, I'll sit there, and I'll I'll try I'll do the fake Carney talk and make Vic laugh. Because it, it, it entertains Vic, and, and it like I remember the one time you put Rhino on the phone, and I think it entertained him. <laughs> I think it did. I'm not sure if it did. Can you did. do the I voice? Just, hey, I think it was just assing off. Can you do the voice? No, I think it was just I think it was just assing off. But like I'm not gonna. Hey, can I can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I do that? Like I'm not. Because then immediately you just want to start doing other things, and it's just like, man, I don't want. It ain't my. Favorite. I'll tell you, I I was in love with wrestling. You know, it's such a stupid thing. It wasn't sports that got me away from wrestling. It well, it was combat sports. It was UFC. Yeah. When I saw the first UFC and saw no no padding, no gloves. Some of the guys didn't have gloves, although one guy famously had one glove. Art, Art Jimerson had one glove. That's right. A boxing glove, right? This guy, the funny thing is, these guys, a lot of these guys had thought their whole lives if they ever got into a real match, would they wear their gi? Would they wear tights? Would they, Ken Shamrock wore his little briefs or his, his, like they all wore sexy briefs. They all wore what they thought would make the most sense <laughs> to wear in a fight. And they had a dude come out with one glove, yeah, he did. his boxing, his jab glove. <laughs> he had his jab glove and then he had his other bare hand so he could grab guys and kind of dirty box. You dirty box. Dirty box. And he got his ass kicked. <laughs> then you had like a sumo wrestler yeah. wearing the sumo yep. getup. You had all these guys from different walks of life, but when I saw that the first time on illegal pay-per-view, I was obsessed because I saw the small... It really was a brilliant a stroke of genius. They had the smallest guy that ended up winning the first tournament. It was Hoist Gracie. And when I saw that, I'm like, everything I know about fighting is wrong because you would always say, who would win in a fight between this athlete? You would start going football players versus basketball players versus yeah. wrestlers and... You would always go, who would win in these fights? Or, you know, the Olympics would come around and they'd have, uh, who, was the, who was the big heavyweight uh, champ for, for the, the, the guy that beat the Russian? Oh, I can't remember the name that was big in the 92 or whatever, the 92 Summer Olympics. I'll, I'll look it up. But anyway, you would try to pit these guys against each other in your mind. And then you actually saw it play out in UFC and you're like, this is not how I expected it. You did not expect guys to just hug each other and submit them. I didn't know that could be done. Mm-hmm. You had only, you had only seen the kickboxing movies, or everybody. You know, Mike Tyson fight. We just assumed Mike Tyson could beat everybody, and you're like, oh my god, Mike Tyson would get destroyed in less than a minute against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy who knew what he was doing. He would get yeah, destroyed. True. And now we know. Now we know there's like no mystery behind it, which kind of sucks. Now you can't do it. Now the mystery is gone. Was it Dan Gable? Yes. He's a wrestler. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Anyway. Dan the Beast Severn. No, no. <laughs> I remember Dan Severn from those early ones. So that was what killed wrestling for me because I'm like, they're really doing it. This is real. Yeah. And everything these guys are doing to simulate who would win in a fight, because that's what a lot of wrestling was. High flyer, jumping off the top rope, 
Well, you would never do that in a real fight, which smart people probably figured that out right away. I wasn't so smart when I was young. I just think it's such a great look. Now I watch it, and I just think it's such a great look back into history. Like, you see the old territory days, and it's just like, man, these people believe. These are grown adults who believed. And there's a a whole Mm. different commentary on current wrestling that I don't need to get into. But it's just amazing to look at the crowd and to see like the Midnight Express and Ric Flair and and the Four Horsemen and the Showmanship Magnum TA. You didn't even yeah. know who could wrestle and yeah. who couldn't when you were young. Yeah, you, you saw like Brett the like Hitman Hart Rogers, put on a hundred moves. Yeah, everybody said Buddy Rogers could not. Like if you were to go up to Buddy Rogers, anybody could kick Buddy Rogers' ass. Why did we but all he was a love, world champion? Why did we all love the Ultimate Warrior at a certain time before we realized? I'm the oh only my one god, who didn't so well, no, you I were right. But but at a, at, a, at a certain age, you're like this guy doesn't do anything. He kicks any punches. He kicks any punches. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, when he was at the top of his game, didn't do any wrestling moves. No, <laughs> he did no. his he did but his then, catch moves. But then they show him in Tokyo. I bet he could wrestle. And there was like some like, huh. there's some real wrestling going on here. Because you had cow, to. Look at this guy. You had to over yeah. there. Yeah. So like there was like some really then of course you know he comes back and yeah the rest of his life's been a. I, he's just a sideshow. Well, they're fame whores. Who knows? You, yeah. you you realize at the end of it all, guys Oof. like guys like Ric Flair, guys like Hulk Hogan, they they were fame whores. That that is what yeah they made a lot of money. And they enjoyed their money in different ways, but they it's, worked. They were workhorses. It's going to a They point. worked. They didn't even have to work. He probably, Hulk Hogan, there probably became a day where he could have signed a contract where, like The Rock where he shows up 10 times a year. But you know what? That's not how those guys were wired. It's going to they a point, They showed yes. up every day because like, they wanted it. They needed it. Like with Ric Flair, I'm like, why don't you just be in the Ric Flair business and just be a, a, a like you're 73. Yeah. <laughs> Be a nice old guy. You've cheated death like four times. Oh my god, yeah. Like that whole like that he one cheated day death before it ever started yeah, with th- the airplane. We thought he was Yeah, exactly. Thank that you. Was in like sixty something. We thought he was gonna oh. die. <laughs> we thought he was gonna die just a couple years ago, and then he like he they resuscitated him. Then of course he immediately cuts a pro it's because he's wrestling, and he immediately cuts a promo and tells people to go to his website and stuff. And they're like, okay, that's fine. Well, it's you like, started yeah. wondering when his family was going to step in and do something. Yeah. And then you saw the documentaries, and you're like, oh, his family's powerless over this. Oh, yeah. There's nobody that can stop but, him from being him. But there him. was a part of it where I was like, okay, like in the in the 30 for 30, where it's, did you see the 30 yeah. for 30? No, yeah. Did you see it? I assume I've you did. I've seen parts of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's dark. It is dark. Like, I thought, okay, he's cooperating with this. They're going to make him look like a million dollars. No. No. They, it's sad about his son. It's very sad about his son. And they 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 make his daughter Charlotte look great. I think her real name's Ashley, but it's dark. Like he is like, I'm not a good husband. I am not a good father. Like it is like, whoo boy, this is this hurts. But he he got what he wanted. He was because, I mean, he's arguably the greatest wrestler who ever lived. And if you're the greatest wrestler who ever lived, and the reason I the reason I've always said I liked wrestling is because it's very, it's just so American. Um. There is there's there's the arts. If you want to watch uh friend Franz Walser Most Walser Most at the Cleveland Orchestra over at uh Severance Hall, you can. If you wanna to go to an art exhibit, you can. If you wanna take in high society, you can, but I look at wrestling as that is for normal America. And so I th- I think that I think of that as entertainment. I go, he's gotta be one of the greatest entertainers who have ever lived. In that sense. So he kind of got what he wanted, but my God, at what a price. And now it's just like, 
every time he's like showing up in the news, it's kind of embarrassing. And I'm like, yeah, you're, I mean, at some point you're not going to kick out, man. Like that's going to be it. And our people, I think he'll be remembered as a legendary wrestler, but like there will be people who remember these sad last few years. You wanted to ask me, so we'll see how that one works out. I hate to leave that on such a down note, but um, you wanted to ask me about Kevin Harvick. Before I get to Harvick, did you did, did you ask uh, your friend and former about, for, a guy you used to intern with over at another station? Did you ask him about the menu? Oh yeah, hold on. I only ask. I need you guys to oh, watch it. Text. You guys, I, I plan on watching it now that you've told me. It's about so it. absurd. I've read a bunch of the reviews yeah. on it. And it's on Netflix, and it's with, uh, is it Ray Fiennes? Yes. Uh, and it's with the girl from, was it The Handmaid's Tale? Or whatever. Either way. Uh, the it, girl from Mad Men? I haven't back yet. He'll probably, oh, okay. I'll probably say something to him at work later. No, 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 not Mad Men. Not The Handmaid's Tale. The other one. Uh, the, was it the chess, game, the chess uh, show, which I never saw wow. either? Anyway, just do me a favor. Any of Queen's our listeners, Gambit. if you've seen it, let Owen and Ken know if they should see it. I don't want to because watch the it's, menu. it's very polarizing. The reviews are great, so it's not polarizing in the in the artsy review world, but in just the oh, I'm going to watch this. There's some big time star studded at Judith Light is in it. There's Whoa. a bunch of people. Wow. Uh, John Lake Wazamo is in it. Wow, you've just got he was to in Hennessy ads. You've just got to see it. I just there are laugh out loud moments in this movie, which is kind of like a horror satire of the foodie industry. Is it gory? Uh, there's a couple, but couple moments it's called the menu it's where they uh they go to a a kind of a big time highfalutin high society restaurant with a big time tasting menu and they're on an island when they do it all right do i want to see the whale oh i I was going to ask you if you'd seen it i want to see it why did i make you think of the whale is that what that the the podcast has to go this is the end what was the whale uh i've heard everybody's been talking about it Brendan Fraser. Yes. He plays a morbidly yeah. obese man who can't escape his own apartment. Yes. And he was invited to the Golden Globes. He refused to go because he said he was groped by by somebody who was on the board of trustees at the Golden really? Globes. Really? Back in the day. So he says he refused, not like two months ago, but like years ago when he, he was young. I think, why, I, I, you know what? I want to bring that up to you off the air and then I'll bring it up on the air about, there's a thing about Brendan Fraser I saw I want to see. Um, I want to, I, do I have to see the whale? I I kind of feel like I need to see it now. Like he's morbidly obese. That's the only thing I know about it. It looks sad. It looks like it's very sad. Um, I'm on a there will be blood kick again. That's not very. That's not very healthy. I gotta find another movie I haven't seen that's that's critically acclaimed. That one that, that you I just brought it up. Rent this morning, Lima. Maybe it was off air. Uh, what's it? Which Hel- one? Hell or high water? Hell or high water. Yeah. If you haven't watched that, you need to watch that. Right, that's a good. That. Movie. That's a great. That's a fun actually, guys movie. Yeah. All right. That is a fun guys. It's the same guys being heist, dudes. A heist movie. So it right? reminds oh, okay. me of. Uh, I think it might be the same guy that did No Country for Old Men, like mm. cinematography wise. It's like that guy did like five yeah. movies. I think he did the one in. That I had referenced earlier today, uh, called Wind River. Yeah, in with Jeremy Which Renner. I am going to watch. I'm you have to see it. It's but anyway, Kevin Harvick. What did you want to know about <laughs> Kevin Harvick? Uh, I want to know because I love how all these names are just names to me. He's retiring at the end of the twenty twenty three. And NASCAR I want to know season. how NASCAR people set these guys aside. How they oh. how they differentiate. I always loved how fans get behind certain guys and not others. So this is and for so me. what's the Kevin Harvick? This is just for me. 
Kevin Harvick. Do you know what Kevin Harvick's famous for? Is it the drinking of the milk? No. Kevin Hart is it the jump? Not even close. Is he the one that jumps <laughs> off the fence? Oh, not I, even close. Oh, Damn I it. know what You're thinking about story. Indianapolis. Is he that the is all the Indianapolis 500? Is he the one with the M&M's car? No, that's no. Kyle Busch, who's not. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're actually getting closer. <laughs> so Kevin Harvick is the guy who replaced Dale Earnhardt when Dale Earnhardt died. Oh, tough shoes. Yeah. And it's a very, when you hear the story from Richard Childress, it's a very emotional, gripping story. Because Richard Childress was thinking about selling the team mm-hmm. and getting out of racing. That's how big the loss was of, of Dale Earnhardt dying. And obviously, it was a monumental loss. So instead of selling the team, some, there's got to be an episode somewhere. Just look up Richard Childress. It has to be somewhere, guys, somewhere in, out there. He, it's a great interview. The one I heard with him was with uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. on uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast, the Dale Jr. Download. Um, but I had heard – we're brought to you by Extend, by the way. So – the way Richard Childress tells the story is that Dale Earnhardt dies. He goes home. He's up all night. And he's contemplating selling the team, and he decides he's not going to sell the team. That's not what Dale would have wanted. So he calls everybody the next morning, calls for a meeting, uh, gets Kevin in, uh, bumps it. Like, because t- like, Kevin was a little hesitant to do it because it's like, eh, you know, this is a, a big-ass deal here. And uh, But, you know, like, hey, you got to do this, this, that, and the other. We're going to paint the car white. And change the number to 29. And so they went to Rockingham the next week. Rockingham. Which is not no longer a NASCAR <laughs> track. It was one of the... I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I was a young sportscaster, and every week yeah. in West Virginia, I'd talk about the tracks. Yep, Rockingham. Yeah. Um, what about Darlington? It's, is that it's still a, in play? It's still a tra- oh, Darlington, yes. Darlington Pocono, is, do we still go to Pocono? They still go to Pocono. Okay. That's that's a twofer. That's what a double What about dip. my Watkins yeah. Glen? Watkins Glen once a year. Uh, Pocono is a double dip weekend where they race now on Saturday and Sunday at mm-hmm. Pocono, but it's very controversial to the local business. What about owners. Fontana? Uh, that's once a year. That is once a year. Okay. So you're thinking. What of about Sonoma. the Great Trioval? I think you're actually thinking of Sonoma. Well, there's a couple trials. Shut up. So they go to Rockingham and then they go to Atlanta. What about the parallelogram track? And he wins. He wins at Atlanta. And so it's this big thing, like he's a rookie, and he wins in Atlanta in Dale's car, and he's clearly uh, a very talented driver. And I remember with my father, I was like, "We got to make Dale, we got to make Kevin Harvick our favorite driver. We got to make Kevin Harvick." And my dad was like very hesitant to do so. Like my dad has never had anything <laughs> against Kevin Harvick, but it was like Dale. Yeah, what are you doing? It was here? a Dale thing. Yeah, you can't just go from day. How many fans yeah. bled right on over? Well, I I said we got to do this. Like I was a kid, I didn't know any better. So I'm like, we gotta we gotta be Kevin Harvick fans because of all this. Like because of this, and my dad just never. Re- I remember he was like, eh, you know, this is nice, but we'll see. And that was about it. And then we were just like, eh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is his son. We're Dale Earnhardt Jr. fans. And I never had anything against Kevin Harvick, but what Kevin Harvick did do is Kevin Harvick helps teach lessons to the differences in equipment uh, in racing. Because it's kind of sad what happened to, to Richard Childress Racing after after Dale Earnhardt died. Dale Earnhardt was basically... Can you name a franchise quarterback that retired and their whole organization just 
was never really that good again. You know what? Well, no, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Well, I want to say Elway, but Elway, then they went for and a got while, Peyton Manning. They went and got Peyton Manning. And well, other than those four years of Peyton Manning, they've been one of the worst organizations yeah. since Elway. So, okay, left. you know what? Let's do this. Tom Brady. Tom Brady won six Super Bowls yeah. with, the, with, the, with the New England Patriots. Dale Earnhardt won mm-hmm. seven championships. And uh, I think six of them were with Richard Childress. Because yeah. the first one was, I believe, with Rod Osterland. So... He went. He go, so I, I think it's both six and six, right? So Tom Brady. So they're still a, a pretty good organization. Yeah, this is a great comparison. All right, we're workshopping. They even this. made the playoffs last year. Yeah, they're still a, they're still a pretty good organization, but it, it's just this huge. He cast this huge thing because remember his car was sponsored by GM Goodwrench, which is factory backed sponsorship. By Chevrolet. I mean, it's basically they're pumping money into mm-hmm. that. And they still did that with Kevin Harvick. But this is my personal theory on this. They still had GM Goodrich as a sponsor, Goodwrench with a sponsor with Kevin Harvick. But I think that that was a part where Rick Hendrick has always been a very powerful, very powerful owner. And I think that was more towards, this is more a lot of support towards Hendrick as well. And I don't fault Rick Hendrick for that. Being an owner of a of a major race team, uh, because it was right at that time, Dale Earnhardt starting to slow down. Jeff Gordon's taking over. Um, Ford is churning out some real horsepower with Robert Yates at that time, and then you have Terry Labonte won one with the number five car, which is also a Rick Hendrick power plant, which, which is Chevy. But it showed you how it can fall off, and how the mega teams are the mega teams. And how everybody else is everybody else. And it kind of went that way because then Richard Childress only had, they had Kevin Harvick, and Kevin Harvick's very good, but they also had Mike Skinner. And Mike Skinner's a good race car driver, but he's not Kevin Harvick and certainly not Dale Earnhardt. If I had the best car, the most money, the most resources, the best backing, all of that stuff, just had an average race car driver, how would they do? I don't think you could win a championship. You could win some races, but I don't think you could win a championship. Best team and everything. Best walkie-talkies. I don't Everything. think you'd win a championship. I don't think you'd win. A, what about the, your radial count? Like, like Hen- Hendrick has in their in their group right now. They have Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is a his father was uh, is is Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott's mm-hmm. still alive. Bill Elliott's a champion and one of the best to ever do it. And he just comes from good stock. And as Owen knows, because his dad's favorite My driver dad's is Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott. <laughs> um, Chase Elliott is a, a extremely talented driver. Very very good. Um. William Byron's pretty decent, but it's like, eh. but he sounds like a bad WWF oh, yeah. wrestler. Kyle Larson is mm-hmm. very well done, by the way. The William <laughs> Byron thing. Kyle Larson. Now, there's one big, 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 big mistake in there, uh, but Kyle Larson's a very good race car driver, and Kyle Larson is able to do great things with great equipment. Uh, Chase Elliott's able to do great things with great equipment, but. With the other two cars that they have, it's kind of like eh, the forty-eight and the twenty-four. It's kind of eh, up and down, but the but the five and the um, nine are doing really well. So your question, mm-hmm. I hope that answered it. But you're seeing like Kevin Harvick, he's winning a few races here and there with Richard Childress, but he's not winning a whole bunch. Then he goes to to Tony Stewart's race team with Ford, and they basically take over. They swallow up everything that is ter- in terms of factory backing. I'll try to make this short because I think your interest is waning. They swallow up everything with factory backing from like Robert Yates, and they really compete with with Jack Roush to take all that factory backing. 
And so that's why you've seen Jack Roush not compete as much. Kevin Harvick then goes winning like crazy with Tony Stewart. Meanwhile, Richard Childress has waned a little bit. Now, they're able to win some restrictor plate races. They're able to win another race here and there. Yeah, but that's restrictor Tyler plate. Tyler Reddick, your well, guy. You're going to have that with yeah, Tyler Reddick is a very talented driver, and I think they found themselves in another situation where the, t- where the talent is too good for the team. And now I think Richard Childress is stuck in this spot where you got another great driver again and Kyle Busch, who's going to finish his career probably with Richard Childress. And they can win some races with Kyle Busch. He's, He's in my all-time top seven. Excellent. But what are you going to do with that grandson of yours? Because that's another thing. Austin Dillon is his grandson, and he's he's okay, but he's not. He, he's not what some of these other guys are. What's the grandson of Dick Trickle doing? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 